If you don't like it, it's only like, boy, up. <laughs> I can say that one. If you don't like it, well. next door talking about spooky stuff yeah so now we're talking about trippy stuff like what stuff where you're like that's confusing <laughs> like wait who is that what is happening when did we get here what is time how does it work no one knows yeah so today we're talking uh about a different type of time uh trippiness because we've done time loops which was fun that was an yeah. adventure. Uh, and this time we're talking about time travel. Yeah. And you'll have, if you listen to our time loops episode, which I suggest you do because it's super fun, uh, Kat goes on a minor, uh, not rant, but excited <laughs> time about her, one of her favorite cartoons growing up. Uh, <laughs> and that is why she's dressed as, as Trunks. Trunks. Uh, so if you're watching this uh, and you're like, who, what is that? Cat is Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Trunks time went back in time to kill Cell. Did he cause Goku Black? These are the questions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to, sorry, show off the Capsule Court logo, Go but it wasn't doing. Yeah. It's just really warm in here, guys. Yeah. And I have no tolerance for being warm. I, for viewers, am dressed like C.J. Walker, not Madam C.J. Walker, but C.J. Walker from the film See You Yesterday, which is one of the films we're going to talk about in my section. So yeah, it's fun exciting. fact, we're not talking about Dragon Ball Z, really, in terms of our media. <laughs> I just love it. Do you want to explain why Trunks has anything to do with time travel? Well, I will in my section. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, then I'm excited. Yeah. So stay tuned for that, it's people. It's supposed to be science. I'm sorry I had to. So here we are. We're nerds. Yeah. So hi, friends. Today? Yeah, I just like to start that way. I just feel like it's fun. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about time travel. In case you didn't know, this has everything to do with Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about it a whole bunch, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Uh, so, you know, in, in our last episode, if you haven't seen Time Loops, you should go back and do that. But we talk a lot about, uh, essentially, that I'm not a scientist, and mm -hmm. that's, gonna also, that's why we're going to talk about Dragon Ball Z, because that's something I know. Yeah. And we're going to tie it into science from stuff I got off the internet. And we're going to just hope it all works out. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So in, when we talked about time loops, it was this whole like inevitability that people are trying to overcome. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about time travel, it is also that. But like the idea is we should be able to win in this scenario because you're not just in a like endless forward. You have a back middle 
forward place that you can go. Yeah. It's basically saying that, like, nothing is inevitable. You can change stuff for somebody, maybe not the people you want. Uh, and there's lots of, like, implications to time travel that are very questionable. And, like, it's a heavy thing. <laughs> if you're going to go back in time, you're going to mess with stuff. And bad things might happen. And, like, more likely than not, largely to people you don't know. Um, because yeah. these are things that, like, you're trying to fix something that's happening to you. And that is going to do something even if it's small. Like, the smallest thing can have big implications. It's just something called the butterfly effect, which we also talked a little bit in our last episode with Mr. Nobody. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to talk about, why do we want to go back in time? Mm. What would motivate that? The whole reason is that we're humans that are plagued with regret, guilt, and just like an overwhelming sense of injustice of the reality around us. Like we just don't like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Bad stuff happens all the time. People die. Uh, people get sick. People like we we have no control over any of it. Mm-hmm. And that is really overwhelming. Yeah. So what's a way to overcome that is to go back in time. And change it. And change it. Because mm-hmm. we know everything. It's, it's totally going to work out. Yeah. We know exactly how time travel will work when we go back. Yeah. And we don't think it's going to, like, destroy other people's lives. We just want to fix the It doesn't thing. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We don't know them, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying everyone's terrible, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the reason we want to do this is because we want to we finally win in a world where everything doesn't make sense and everything's stressful. It's like we want something that we can control because we can't control anything. Yeah. So... We want to invent something that's really, like, high-tech that no one... Like, technically, humans aren't supposed to be able to survive. Yeah. Like, if we did it, we'd explode. Like That makes sense. <laughs> it'd be a bad time. Um, but, like, the idea is that just, like, we want to make up for the things that we can't do. Uh, so I got this definition off of Wikipedia. Uh, it's if we talked about it last time, it's the butterfly effect. So it's a theory that... Uh, it's mostly using chaos theory, but it's a small change can make a big impact. Uh, essentially, it comes from the analogy where a butterfly flaps its wings in Chicago, a tornado occurs in Tokyo. So it's like this, we could step on a leaf and we've changed the world. Yeah. Because that activates something that wouldn't have happened elsewhere otherwise and yeah. we have changed the fabric of what reality is. It's like in Mr. Nobody where he says the guy lost his job in South America so he was boiling an egg and it caused condensation and then it precipitation and then it rains on the phone number <laughs> in New York. So, yeah. Yeah. So it all connects. Unrelated. We have yeah. no idea. We have no idea. That's what I'm trying to say, guys. We have no idea how anything is. We have no control over it. So when we try, bad things are going to happen, unfortunately. Like, humans are not all-knowing. <laughs> what? We're... we're parasites and it's sad so i i want to tell you that we're gonna win but i don't think we do and i'm sorry yeah it's kind of what true. it is um so on in a different realm where i'm not talking about terminator for two seconds <laughs> when i talk about time travel we're gonna talk about dramatic mozzie future chunks my first like hardcore middle school cartoon crush who Kill i am that. trying to emulate yeah had did things called time travel. They did the time travel. They went back in time. They tried to change the things that were bad in their time. So I'm going to give you a little rundown. If you don't know anything about Dragon Ball Z, it's a lot of episodes. The I don't. first half of it is just screaming. Um, but then that you get to the, the Cell Saga, 
And then the most beautiful man <laughs> named Trunks pops up on screen. And I was like, all right, I'm watching every single episode of this. It's my favorite one. I watch it like still to this day as an adult human. Yeah. And anything that Trunks is in, I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to go watch that. I yeah. love him. <laughs> so what does Trunks do it? So, uh, basically, he thinks he's going to go back in time to stop the androids. So, these androids are these robots that this guy made uh, to destroy so it's, everything. It's Terminator adjacent. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Evil scientists are... He's actually evil. We're in Terminator. He's just a nice dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but evil, evil scientist man. tries to make these, like, terror machines that will give him what he wants. And yeah. he's trying to, like, live forever is ultimately what I think. His name's Dr. Giroux. Okay. Um, so he tries to make these androids that go out and kill everybody. Like, when they wake up, they go out and kill everything. And the guy who usually saves the day, the protagonist, Goku, mm -hmm. is nowhere to be found because he gets a rare heart virus that kills him. He, There's, like, always dies is what I heard. He always like, be dying. Like, yeah, no. So they tried to kill him to give Gohan a shot, which is his son. But yeah. then no one wanted that. So then they're like, all right, we'll bring him back for the Boo Saga. Okay. Um, but essentially, he does die a lot yeah. and then just comes back because it's, like, driven by, like, what people want. Yeah. Um, That's fun. It's the one place we get to win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he tries to go back, and he thinks he's trying to help, like, his timeline. So, like, all the Z fighters have been killed by the androids. His best friend slash mentor, Gohan, finally succumbs to them. He's trying to go back in time to, like, fix all the problems and, like, save the people he loves. Because mm -hmm. he finds out all the details. And his mom, who's super smart and, yeah. like, such a... Bad word, I can't say, but positive word. I just can't yeah. say it because this. Um, <laughs> builds an awesome time machine because she's super smart. What's her name? Bulma. Gotcha. Yeah. She's got the pink shirt. Yeah, that's like when she's young. I know yeah. things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. The androids, is that Android 18 with big forehead? Yeah. I, her brother's I also feel, there. I feel for her. We yeah. have the same life. Okay, so in Trunks' world, they're really, really ruthless. They're just murdering people. Goku's yeah. nowhere to be found because he's dead. He got a virus. Done. He goes back in time to bring the cure to the virus that Bulma created. Yeah. So she, like, was a pharmacist. Like, I don't know. How do you cure She's a scientist. She did it. She yeah. got the cure. She brought it back. Fast forward. Trunks goes back trying to save himself. What he's done is created an alternate timeline. Classic. That essentially, he goes back, nothing's changed, but he has, like, a little bit more knowledge and he's more powerful, so, like, he can defeat the androids himself. But all that stuff, all that work, all that fighting, all that hair growth and bonding with your dad meant nothing, ultimately, <laughs> for his universe. Like, yeah, it, didn't it didn't do, do anything. anything. But what it did, essentially, is cause a lot of problems that we don't see till Dragon Ball Super, which is, like, the gods are up there just watching us be dumb mm -hmm. and, like, being like, ugh, gross. Yeah, Humans. classic. Ugh, parasites. I yeah. hate them. Let's kill them all. Oh. So a god decides it wants to come down and, like, wreak divine justice upon humanity. Who's that? Goku Black. He's a, grand, he's a Kai that mixes, like, in an alternate timeline with Goku forcibly and then turns Goku evil so that he's going around killing all his friends and creating a really sad time for everybody. The only reason that happens... It's because Trunks went back in time the first time and created this, like, time... But it didn't matter. ...diversion that, like, never... That the main timeline that we watched never should have existed. Yeah. So what I say is that I think time travel's that. Yeah. I think we don't get to win. Anything we do, it doesn't, like, do it anything to off. ours. We just cause, like, alternate universes that are just basically going to, like, implode and, like, crash into ours and cause problems. Yeah. 
Um, and it's bad. Yeah. So we don't want to do it. I don't think we get to win. Science now. Okay. Real quick. Yeah. Real quick gotcha. some science to you. I also went to space.com again. Yay. So we space. really love that place this this month. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they don't have an EDU. They don't have a whatever the, like, peer-reviewed source yeah. thing is. But I, like, want to believe them. Yeah. So we're just going to use it. Yeah. I know we're doing media analysis. I'm sorry I didn't choose the right websites. No, it's good. It's, it just made everything really it easy is what to it understand is, in my brain that's not a scientist. Yeah. So they say time travel is really probably not, like, possible for humans to experience. It's not yeah. to say that it can't be done. The problem is our bodies are made of things that don't want to go really fast and our organs are super sensitive to stuff being near them particles you just move once like we're not made we're not durable yeah (laughs) we're not unless we have replaced all of our parts with robot parts and we somehow can sustain the brain i feel like that's the only way we get to time travel um but essentially like anything that we would try to do the amount of speed because we'd have to travel at the speed of light um is not like doable for our bodies we'd have to like create something that would protect us but there's no really there's nothing about that and essentially they think that this can happen because of einstein he uh has relative space special relativity theories so essentially he's saying that time is relative it's not like concrete like it depends on where you are. One thing I read that was super cool, I want everyone to get really excited, that when people go into space, they are slightly younger than the people back on the planet by, like, such a small number. But, like, it stacks if you're up there for, like, a really long time. Yeah. So, like, if two twins, one's still on Earth, one's in space now. Yeah. The twin that's in space is younger Yeah. when he comes back. Yeah. they come back. I yeah. don't know. But it's just like you're – that's so cool. Yeah. Like basically just going to space is time travel. Yeah. That's like what – like, well, I guess the opposite. But in like Interstellar, you know, when they traveled really far. And so he was like – yeah, that's what it is. He was like really young and like only like five minutes passed. But then back on Earth, it was like 30 years and his kids were like adults. And then like when he finally came back – spoilers <laughs> – uh she's like really old his like daughter's really old but like they knew they were like when you leave and he's like looks the same as he did when he left and he literally has been gone for like 20 minutes no so what i'm saying i totally yes yeah what i'm saying is then we gotta go to other planets we just can't come back yeah, yeah. like we don't know what earth will be when we get back but yeah. like if you got nothing to lose and you just want to go to yeah. space I mean, it's the same argument that, like, scary, because there's no one to come get you or help you if anything breaks yeah, down. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. you get to live for, like, for extra time. Yeah. That's pretty Super cool. Strange. Yeah. There's a lot of theories, essentially. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it probably could happen. Yeah. But we don't get to. Yeah. Small particles can do it. We can send, like, something very tiny. Yeah. Somewhere else. Yeah. And that would be exciting. And the whole idea is, like, we want to use wormholes, but we don't know how to make wormholes because we don't have that kind of tech. And it's yeah. It's like whole situation. Yeah. So it's not anytime soon. Gotcha. And it's going to be robots, not us. So. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, is that it? I mean, there's a lot of theories. I just don't know how much time we have. You could give us one more theory. One more theory. Uh, so essentially they kind of just go on to say the different ways that we could maybe achieve this. So if we were to like 
get all up on a black hole. We're like around it. And we went at the speed of light and like uh like around the black hole for five years. Or no, I'm gonna say ten years because I don't know how to math. Uh ten years. Yeah. Then when they got done doing that, people on Earth would be five years. No. Five years would have passed for them on the black hole ship going yeah. round and round. But ten, 10 would years would have passed on Earth. So it's more of like a time traveling to the future. But not to the past. Yes. Which That's is honestly right. probably the one that is possible. Like, if we think, like, Futurama. Yeah. That could... They yeah. don't time travel. They just freeze themselves for a while. Yeah, and then, and then they, they wake, wake up in up. a new time. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's time sleeping. It's also really interesting to Futurama. I mean, it's like cartoons. I don't yeah, care. Whatever. It's fine. So, when Fry goes back in time, and the whole Earl, Leela situation with the weird pink people yeah aliens you know what i'm saying yeah and there's like the one one zero one one zero so yes i think it's interesting their theory that you can't exist at the same time in a time period that's not natural to you so it will kill one of you like it will eliminate the like intruder yeah to like restore the the balance of the it. balance of the universe so that there's not a terror in the space-time continuum nice yeah timey wimey yeah. Stuff. It's cool. So we watched some things. We did. We watched two films, and I'm also going to talk about a book slightly because it is relevant and it's time travel. Um, yeah. <laughs> when we go into this, I originally had, like, when I started writing the script, like, uh, last week, um... It was kind of, like, witty or, like, kind of, like, passive-aggressive angry. And then mm -hmm. as I started to write it and explore the media um, and really think about the implications, it did get pretty emotional. So just, you know. <laughs> I guess well, trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning, definitely. Um, it's going to get pretty emotional. I definitely, like... Can't guarantee that I won't tear up because I definitely was when I was writing this. Yeah. So, because, you know, it gets real. And I think people are like, you know, oh, like time travel films, you know, Back to the Future or Time Traveler's Wife or, mm -hmm. you know, and totally, you know, like, it, uh, but we're going to get into some real things, too, because um, I think there's a lot. There's like an entire uh, point of view that is often overlooked when it comes to uh, time travel. Yeah. And, like, science fiction <laughs> all together, right? So uh, the first uh, film, I'm going to have Kat introduce it. Sure. We watched About Time. It's from 2013, directed by Richard Curtis. Uh, same as Coherence was also 2013? or It's just that they were both in 2013. Oh, not same director. Cool. Same no. time. <laughs> cool. Sorry. Um, so at the age of 21, Tim discovers he can travel in time and change what happens and has happened in his own life. His decisions to make his world a better place by getting a girlfriend turns out not to be as easy as you might think. Yeah. It's just happy, go lucky. Happy fun time. Fun time. It totally is. It's, it is a fun film. It's cute. It's a little weird. Uh, I When I watched this, I was like, someone please write a time travel movie with a female protagonist and let it be Rachel McAdams. Because she's always the wife. She's she's literally time travel's wife. And then we, we watched the trailer because we were like figuring out which one we wanted to watch. And we watched the trailer for about time and they have the scene where like he proposes to her and she's laying in bed. You marry me. I think I'll go for... Yes. 
And then we watched Time Traveler's Wife, same thing happened. And I was like, literally, like, who wrote this? Our Lady so, Loves Sleep. Yeah. Same. And uh, Rachel McAdams also is in Midnight in Paris, where, oh, wow, when Wilson uh, <laughs> travels back in time to see all the writers and artists. Yeah. Because um, he, like, fantasizes about that time. So, there's, so she's like, always a bride, always a wife, never a time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, that's what she gets for being a mean girl. Uh, <laughs> but she, yeah, I would love to see her, you know, actually be the protagonist. Something about... Uh, that I think is so about time it is pretty cute we have this uh, British man who travels in time really like through his own time uh, and the whole intent is that he wants to be in love and he gets that uh, and so but he does these weird things when it comes to it like he'll time travel back in time so he can say the perfect thing and he'll say these really weird specific things that uh, the that Rachel McAdams character had mentioned like she loves um, Kate Moss, and so he has this very intricate, like, literally the words out of her mouth, which is, like, who remembers those things? But the words out of her mouth, and just, like, says it to her the first time he meets her, like, the fifth time or whatever. Yeah, there were a ton of red flags. It was real (laughs) crazy. And she, like, seemed a little... She was like, that's weird, but she was also like, oh my god, I love Kate Moss. I can't believe you said that. And, like, he, like, he kept doing these things that they were super weird, and for me, I was like, you're going back, and you're kind of erasing all those things that are fun about a relationship when it first starts. Like, all those stories that you tell, like, your kids right like yeah. the first time they met the real first time was such a cute story yeah and he did it for a good reason like going back but like what he ended up with was super weird he just like shows up and he's like let's leave this party now and like, yeah, it, was... it was super weird and I thought that was funny because there's a film on Netflix that I'm blanking on the name right now but it has a guy from workaholics oh um uh when we first met when we first met, uh, it is uh, a comedy film on Netflix that does time travel, um, and it actually was really cute. It was unexpectedly cute. I wasn't expecting it to be that way. And what he does is like when he goes back in time and does those very specific phrases and stuff, she calls him out on it. She's like, "You're scary. Like this is weird. I don't appreciate it." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What did you like read?" She's my like, "Why do you know stuff? that?" That's, like, like weird. you're a stalker. And yeah. so I was like, "That's so honest for how someone would react." The first, like, because you have to think of it like this is the first time she ever met you, and you said this weird out of pocket stuff, or like he he redoes it to like have sex better. And I was like, "But the, those are the fun parts when you're like figuring each other out." Like yeah. I would be kind of creeped out. Someone's just like perfect the first time. But, like now it's like all the time has to be perfect. <laughs> like what do you like? You can't mess up now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So those are the fun parts about about time. <laughs> That's about as much time as I'm going to spend on about time. That's really. fair. Because I I wanted to. That's fair. What I want to do is I want to jump into this big, glaring comparison between the two films that we're going to talk about. So um, when you have something like About Time or Time Traveler's Wife, we have uh, white male protagonists who are born with this gift. This insane gift to travel through time and they use it for this these mediocre white male things (laughs) like going back in time to say the right thing to the girl that they love or I don't know going back in time to groom a young child to love you when they're older blink twice if you need help Rachel McAdams as a child in Time Traveler's Life. Yeah, um, it, was, it was weird. Yeah. It was, I guess it was like one of those things that's like, oh, this didn't age. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> and the book is like, her, the, the, the cool things about Time Traveler's Life is, uh, spoilers for that film that's old and no one really cares about, um, 
is that she, when she's pregnant, her kids are also time travelers, so they would time travel out of the womb. It's not limited to gender in this family. Yeah, <laughs> yes. In yeah. about time, it is limited to gender, which is like, don't even get me started. But um, it time travels out of the womb, which could, like, if it was told from the point of view of Rachel McAdams, uh, uh, from the wife, really, like, if we really had her full story and it wasn't about him at all, then we could actually have a narrative about, like, losing children and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, about miscarriages, but... We don't really have that fully. Um, the book does have a little more of that, but yeah. So that's the only thing I would say I would take from time, time Traveler's Wife. But, like, we generally do have, like, I mean, like, even Marty McFly, right? Like, he just goes back as fun. It's wacky. Yeah. <laughs> like, his mom has a crush on him. Like, that's silly, <laughs> you know? So I, you know, I don't want to generalize because time travel films span across a multitude of, of genres, right? Like, mm-hmm. we have romantic comedies, like we just mentioned, just comedies, like Hot Tub Time Machine, yeah. you know? There's, like, I think three of them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, thrillers, like Butterfly Effect, which we'll talk about. Uh, horror, like Dark, which we'll also talk about in a miniseries. Uh, and then social drama, uh, like See You Yesterday. Yeah. Or social sci-fi, I would say. Um, so I don't want to generalize, but I what I found when we ended up using See You Yesterday as, like, one of our films is a similar feeling to when we watched Bedeviled and we found out that the the teens' fears were very much influenced by their lives and also their privilege, right? Like, mm-hmm. we found that, like, their fears just happened to, like, coincide with who had, you know, luxuries and who didn't. And, mm-hmm. and I think uh, a film like See You Yesterday really uh, expounds upon the this... Uh, like inequity mm-hmm. right? uh, between a white protagonist who can go back in time or go into their time and do whatever. It's, just, it's so carefree. Of yeah. course we can be fun and have like silly dreams, right? Uh, versus something like See You Next uh, See You Yesterday. Um, and like, you know, I I love this. I did enjoy this film. I've watched yeah. it a few times actually because I love those really sappy, silly films that like nothing really goes wrong and it's just kind of cute and simple because sometimes you need an escape mm-hmm. and it's totally good for that. And so I'm not like dogging this film at all. Um, and I also, you know, I enjoyed Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah. I've read it and watched it. I've de- you know, I love time travel stuff. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Tim, that's his name, right? Tim. Uh, I want to say, yeah. He, Wants for nothing. Like, he has this privilege and he to use this phenomenal gift to go back in his own life and make minute changes uh, that make his life slightly better. And to the point where, like, eventually he comes to this term, which I think is what you kind of reach with most time travel films. And, like, what you were saying is that we don't really win. Like, we hope that we can go back to win. But what you should learn from time travel films is to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, you know, you, you kind of learn with, like, uh, the parallel universes. is that, like, every... choice is the perfect choice because you made it, Mm -hmm. right? And so he eventually decides, like, he doesn't want to do time travel anymore. He's going to live every day as if he had traveled back in time to enjoy that day. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that changes his whole life, and it's beautiful for it. Yeah. And so, like, that's as sentimental as you can get, right? Um, But there's, you know, there's just so much more to be said (laughs) when it comes to time travel, um, specifically when it comes to social injustices. So this is where, um, uh, you know, spoilers for the rest of this uh, episode, it's going to get a little sad. 
Um, so I'm going to say a little bit about what See You Yesterday is about. It is uh, from 2019, it's very recent, by director Stefan Bristol. Not <laughs> Spike Lee. Spike Lee helped produce it, but it is Stefan's film, and it very much is his film. He put his blood, sweat, tears in his mom's blood, sweat, tears in it too, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it is about two Brooklyn teenage prodigies, C.J. Walker and Sebastian Thomas, build makeshift time machines to save C.J.'s brother Calvin from being wrongfully killed by a police officer. Um, so let's let's get into it. So uh, there's something that really stuck out to me in the beginning of See You Yesterday, and it's when Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly himself, uh, is a teacher, and he is talking to these kids about time travel, and he asks these protagonists, this parents who's this young, intelligent, like, phenomenal black girl from New York, yeah. <laughs> right, who's like... Uh, You know, he knows that she can change the world, and he believes in her. And he looks at her, and he's like, if you could have this, like, it's impossible Mm -hmm. to time travel. If you could have this, what would you use it for? Like, what would you do? And I was just like, that is the question that, like, (laughs) other people should be asking when they make time travel movies, right? Yeah. Um, And it, it, you know, encompassed, like, my emotions of it, because... like, I understand not traveling out of your lifetime because, like, butterfly effect is, like, even mm-hmm. more so. Like, if you're traveling outside. So, like, you don't go and kill baby Hitler or, like, yeah. uh, I don't know, better yet, get him into art school. Like, you don't yeah. do that, right? Because <laughs> you can't. And because it would change so much of the world, it's, it's too much. So you go back and change, like, little pit- bits of yourself. Um, but I think, like... Th- the biggest thing between these two films and these two like kind of uh, takes on it is what they choose to do with the power. Right? The other thing that uh, I really loved about this scene with Marty McFly is that he is holding uh, Octavia E. Butler's Kindred, which I have with me. I'm going to grab it. should have had it next to me. Um, I actually have two copies. You want me to get I, the other um, one? No, I, those are other books. <laughs> I have a few. Uh, I brought a bunch of my Octavia Butler books with me. I actually have two copies of this because I got one for Christmas this year um, because someone knows I love it. So uh, <laughs> Octavia Butler is, uh, if you're unfamiliar with her, uh, she is the, uh, like, you know, a pioneer of the black sci-fi and Afrofuturist uh, genre. She was like the 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 first uh, black sci fiction science fiction writer, right? That made this. Like <laughs> she made Kindred, and that was like what spawned all of these uh, books that we we know and love now, uh, and films too. Like we would not have seen yesterday without Octavia Butler, and we will definitely talk about her um, later because like at some point, yeah, <laughs> she deserves a whole episode on herself. Um, but I I actually read. Uh, Kindred, when I first got to Philadelphia, I was in school, um, in college, and it totally rocked my world. It, like, changed, and it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of other things that were happening during the time that really solidified it, so I'll definitely get into that, but I 100% recommend giving her a read. Um, So before I jump into See You Yesterday, I'm going to just touch on Kindred and why it's important that it's here. So Kindred is from 1979, all right, now remember this the first black science fiction writer, 1979. <laughs> 1979. Uh, yeah. So in it, uh, it, it is about Dana, a black woman who finds herself repeatedly transported to the antebellum South, where she must make sure that Rufus, the plantation owner's son, survives to father Dana's ancestor. Just let that sit for a second. She has to go back and make sure 
that this man creates her line. Okay. Um, plantation owner's son. All right. Uh, I, I don't even know where to begin, <laughs> really, with this. Uh, but I, I, I want to start with, so I saw this TikTok. I can't remember where it was because I have a lot of favorites on there. Um, about this woman who was talking about how long America has been around and explained that for over 400 years, the different varying oppressions that uh, African Americans and, and Black Americans of this country have faced. So uh, varying from the 244 plus years of slavery to the Jim Crow era to the new Jim Crow era, which is our mass incarceration, um, thanks to uh, Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow and Ava DuVernay's 13th documentary. Uh, 13th is the name of it. Um, if you want to go at it about why we're still in Jim Crow, just took on a new name. Uh, Essentially, it was the statement that white Americans have had 400 years to build their lives and establish systems in place to guarantee and secure their freedoms and privilege, while black Americans are still fighting against those systems uh, that have taken many forms over these 400 years to keep them from the freedoms and the ability to grow and prosper um, in the ways that white Americans have been able to do since the beginning, right? Uh, With this surplus of time that they had. Uh, And then we're sitting here asking, like, why aren't you better? Like, yeah. What do you mean? Make it make the world better for us, please. Um, and so uh, that's my long kind of <laughs> wait around to get to uh, the sentence of Black Americans are still duh suffering now, and they have been for the entire history of this country. And so when you think about time travel, it leaves them zero options for where to go if they have this option, (laughs) like, if they have this power. And when we were talking about it, Kat had brought up, she was like, it's rude to ask someone of color to be like, when would you go back in time? Like, what year would you go? When? All bad. 400 years of bad. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's no no good answer. And so, um, like, it's never safe, right? It it was never um, a time where you could or where it would be a positive experience in any way. And... When, you know, it's it's true because, like, in Kindred, we have a woman who's in the, the 20th century who is an, uh, an activist. She is married to a white man, but she's, like, you know, the strong black woman and who's proud of her heritage. And she's trying to, like, you know, uh, change her world in the pr- her present, which was mm-hmm. already had problems, right? But she was like, no, we're going to change it. We're going to make a difference. Yeah. And then it's sent back to when it's, like, even worse than that and having to, like, keep it that way. Like, she cannot change it. Like, she yeah. has to let this awful thing happen so that she can even exist, right? And that's, like, 1979, right? Yeah. Then we come back to now, to see you yesterday, made in 2019, and... C.J. Walker, our protagonist, can go back literally a week, and that is still traumatic and awful. Like, it's yeah. still the worst answer. Like, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, that's, like, kind of where, like, I want to say, like, you know, there, there's just no option. So that brings me to See You Yesterday. This is a, an amazing film. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely one of my, my favorite films. And it is incredibly, terribly heartbreaking. Like, I still feel it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm still, like, very emotional um, every time I think about it. And I've told people about it a million times now. And it, like, gets me every single time. But yeah. it's good because it, it's good for people to feel and to know that that is a reality. Yeah. And that that's, like, what your choice is in the matter. <laughs> you know? Like, if you have the time-traveling ability you go back and you try to fix things that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, right? fix the um, injustice that 
surrounds us. Yeah, and I think it's like it's a glimpse into the lives of so many Americans now, and you get like you know front row seats to it. Um, the the trailer and the description that we told you. Uh, tells us that um, we have this amazing protagonist, C.J. Walker, who's named after the activist, uh, Madam C.J. Walker. And she creates a device with her friend and fellow genius, (laughs) Sebastian, uh, these teen geniuses, uh, that allows them to time travel. And... uh, they it shows that her older brother Calvin is shot and killed by police, which influences her decision and gives her a reason to time travel. Right, so you know that before you put on the film, like it's yeah. in the description, and that's on purpose. And this is why I this amazing thing happens in the beginning that Bristol did, and I commend him for it because it really like stuck. I was like, okay, here we are. Um, so we have in the beginning, you know, we have like carefree moments where they're figuring out how to time travel and she gets it right and they're they're, they're joyous and they're being giggly kids. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like bef- even before that, right? She's just being a regular kid. They go into the uh, local bodega and uh, she gets into a fight with her ex-boyfriend and who comes to save her? Her brother. Her brother. And it's like, it's such a good moment, too, because you're like, oh, there's Big Bro. Like, yeah, you know, and you cute. feel it. Like, even, you know. And he's just like, what What are you going to do? Like, you messing with my sister? Like, what are we going to do right now? Yeah. And so they have this, you know, fun moment where it's clearly established who he is. And then they're walking and they're bickering like siblings. And then they are confronted by cops. And as a viewer who knows Calvin's fate, you are immediately like, already yeah like this has been it's been five minutes like oh my now? god yeah. and you're 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 afraid you're terrified because you know what's going to happen you know what's inevitable right like you know what the fear is and because of that because you know what the answer is you were put into the shoes of all of the black americans who are confronted in the same scenarios who are like i could end up dead yeah right and so he, he ends up not being murdered in that moment but you definitely feel like you're afraid yeah because you know it's 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 a possibility right and and knowing that helps you be informed on like what that scene is and puts you right into the shoes uh that you need to be in for the rest of this film so i think that like that scene was like phenomenal it's it's so tense it's uncomfortable it goes on a little too long and you're like holding your breath because you're like, is this it? Are they going to show it? Like, do we need to see that yeah. again? Like, <laughs> we see it That's all really on the real. news, you know? Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, it, just knowing that there's a possibility, right, that he can die from that, you, you're put in those shoes. And I think that's phenomenal. There's this line later in the film when CJ wants to go back in time, even though she's made all these mistakes and there's been all these, like, bad things that have happened and she's in a different future where Calvin is alive, Right. Um, but other things are wrong. I'm not going to spoil too much. Yeah. Um, he finds out that he's supposed to dead. So he's telling her, like, don't do this. Like, you can't, like, go back without a plan. Like, he's being a big brother. And she says she has to go back. And she says because he didn't deserve this. And because th- there's a character who's dead because of her. And Calvin responds, none of us do. And yeah. it's like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God, that's the whole, like, thing. Essentially, if we can leave you with anything for this episode, it's those words. Because I think we've all heard it a million times if you tune in anywhere. Is that they don't deserve it. None of them do. And it's it's our reality and it's a stupid reality. And so it makes me think of, like, it, it starts as 2019, right? 
and we're well into the 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 hellscape that is 2020 yeah and we already had like a, a crazy news story with um i'm sure you guys have heard uh, um ahmad Aubrey, who was just a man who decided to go for a job yeah and was just these two men just took it upon themselves for no reason to shoot this random other American. There's literally nothing. There's no cause, right? And it took the entire uh, entirety of, like, America to uh, call and tweet and protest for them to even be brought to any kind of justice, and that's just to be brought in, right? Like, we yeah. don't even know. They're probably going to get off because that's what they do, all right? I'm from Florida, <laughs> so I know about Stand Your Ground, and I know that there are no there's no justice. And yeah. so um, when you think about, like, the effort that was put in just to bring these two men to justice, think about all the people who don't get that. Yeah. Who, who we're not hearing about. The millions of names that we hear about all the time, there's a million others that we don't hear. Yeah. And so it's just like, it, that's so real. So <laughs> when I first read Kindred, it was uh, right around the time of Trayvon Martin. And like I said, I'm from Florida. And so that hit me. I was like, I'm reading this book where this woman is like dealing with that stuff and she's going back in time. And then right here in my reality, this boy's just walking through a neighborhood and this guy kills him. Yeah. He's got Skittles in his pocket, right? And in, in the film, uh, Calvin has a phone. Yeah. I just saw a video, or, or I didn't watch the video, of a, a guy who, uh, from the police cam, he had a gun, he's in an open carry, no permit state, and the police officer was like, take your gun out. Like, and put it away, and as he reaches for the gun, he gets shot, and his last words were, you told me to. Yeah. Like, that's the reality that we have. So, that's where I'm at, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, like, at that time, like, hearing about Trayvon Martin, reading this book, and being inspired, like, I went with my classmates in March, like, we, I was like, all right, that's it. Like, it, it put that fire under me, because I'm from a very small town in Florida, yeah. and, like, didn't have the same... Like, like I don't know those things. Like, I wasn't from a city. I wasn't from the, the you know, the same places. And I, it was, like, the veil lifted. And I was like, of course. And, yeah. like, so I took that to be, like, all right, well, now that I know there's no way that I could just pretend it's not happening or turn a blind eye. So it was like, no, I have to be active now. And that's, like, what Bristol wants to happen when you watch something like See You Yesterday, which is why it's such a great film for like film analysis, right? Yeah. Because it is the like that's what we tell you that film is more than it's just being entertained and having a good time, right? Like just like all you know, there's so many films that we've addressed that are supposed to make you do something. They're supposed to uh, drive you to action in some way, and so you know, it's like uh, like when you when you look at this, like what does it mean? that a black protagonist with the amazing gift of time travel that she invented, this young girl invented time travel. to not go back in time, not even a week. Yeah. Because that's her reality. And that's what I want to drive home with all of this, right? Is that I want you to learn, right? And that's like why we have this channel. I want you to be inspired and there, I want you to watch it and I want you to, you know, feel the pain and feel the injustice and, and be inspired to to see that that's what the rest of the world is. And if that makes you watch uh, Ava DuVernay's uh, documentary, which will tear you apart, definitely broke me, uh, yeah. or like read 
Octavia Butler or support like people in your community, like do something, right? And in an interview, uh, Stefan Bristol discussed the ending of See You Yesterday. And it's it's pretty open-ended. It's just uh, CJ travels back in time and she is just booking it. She is running at the camera and she's just like motivated and just running and running and running for like, it feels like forever. And just at you. And he said that that's what she's doing. She's running at the viewer and she's running at the viewer to ask them to do something. That they need to be the ones making the change. Like she can go back in time and and try to change it all she wants with this uh, science fiction technology. right? But it's not gonna change anything because that's like what time travel is, right? Is that you don't get to change the past. Yeah. And so without like a big cost. Yeah. And, and the fact that, like, her reality is, like, it's, like, either live in this reality where her brother is dead wrongfully or keep going back in time risking the lives of everyone because that's the only answer, right? Uh, and, and, you know, she, she's running at you because we need to make a change. You know, it's been 400 years, and we yeah. need to make a change. And so, like, that's what you need to get from this film. That's what you need to get from media. And it's, like, well, why don't we run to make a future that we would want to travel to. Yeah. Well, it's extremely real. Yeah. Alright, if you like it, it's a we need to build a future like worth traveling to, like a time that is not filled with all this awfulness. And like acknowledge that the offerness exists so that we can do that yeah and if you don't like it you're wrong <laughs> yeah and you need to rewatch this episode or you need to do something because that you don't you don't get a vote you have to yeah. you have to like this is a big problem you can't act like it's not a problem so it's yeah there is no <laughs> They're not no, like yeah. it. Like, you can not like it like this is bad. Yeah. Like this sucks because it does. Yeah. But it's not like a reason to just pretend it's not real. Yeah. So <laughs> with that being said, for the topic of time travel, how do you feel, Kat? I think it's fun. I think we need to uh but it's like also like I think the idea of it's like really interesting because it mm-hmm. gets us to kind of go through one, just, like, things that we would want to change. So it, like, gives you a really interesting perspective of your own life and, like, mm-hmm. things that if you had the ability, like, what would you want to do with that? Yeah. I think that question in and of itself is, like, a really good, like, self-exploration slash life exploration thing. Like, it can really help you, like, see what is around you when you see things that upset you and you want yeah. to change. Like, if you have regrets. Motivates you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... I think that's, like, an important piece of the equation. In terms of, like, us doing it, one, I don't think we can. Two, I don't think we win if we get to. So, like, I don't think we should. I think it's a lot of power that, like, we don't understand the implications of. And it's, like, sometimes stuff happens and we can't stop it from happening in the instance that it did. What we need to do is change change the future. Yeah. Of, like, what will continue to happen. So, like, take everything as a lesson to change things. Even yeah. if 
that is all you can take from it. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes to, like, what Tim discovers in About Time, where it's like, you know, live every day. It's cheesy, right? Like, live every day like it's your last. Or live it, like, intentionally, right? Like, live every day like you could go back and that you had. And now you're, like, doing it right this time. You know, like, live every day as if you're doing it right this time. And I think, like, that is a very interesting idea. And, you know, like, because... I think when it comes down to it, if if people had time travel and it it was something that was just, like, inherited or, or what have you, that it would be used for, like, really minimal things because ultimately those big things are what make us do. It's, like, what makes us who we are. Yeah. It's just, like, I, like, you know, I said it before, like, what parallel universes and what time travel, like, there's plenty of awful things that have happened in my life, right? Yeah. And, like, I still wouldn't go back in time to change those because then I want to be who I am now. Yeah. Like I never would have, I never would have come to Philadelphia if it wasn't for the number of things that happened in my life, which means I would never meet Kat and I would never have this show or I never would have like this life. And so I wouldn't go back in time, but that's like, again, that comes from privilege too. Not to say that like I haven't lost people and would love for them to be back. Um, But I keep them alive in me because that's the only option we have. And I don't think that bringing them back and changing that would really be the thing that they would want either. Yeah. Right? No, I totally agree with that. It's like this weird... I mean, it sucks because it's like we've lived this long. So, like, specifically, like, for the people that I love, like, that was, like, a while. It's 10 years. Yeah. Sometimes more, like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, like, and that's really weird that this was like the ten year mark of those like events. It's strange, yeah. um, but like we've learned to live with them, but also like the lessons from it, like, yeah. really were life defining. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I want those people back, but like, I wouldn't have learned that like piece of myself. I wouldn't yeah. have. I feel like when we struggle, we grow. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. like, I would probably... You grow through what you go through. Yeah, we grow through what we grow through. And it's like, yeah, it sucks that we have to go through it. But we have to grow through it. And I would be a very different human, I yeah. think. And I think it's like, with time travel, the the thing is that time travel, like you said, wouldn't fix it. There is no fixing it. What you can do... And what would work better than time travel is uh, taking steps to make a difference now, to yeah. learn from those things and learn from our past and our history and figure out how we can make the future not that, yeah. right? Like make it a future that people wouldn't want to travel back in time to fix, oh. <laughs> right? It's literally, okay, so this is like a phrase that I live by and like I just thoroughly believe this. So I feel like the world is full of such like awfulness, like it's a bad place, <laughs> And lots of people suck, and everything's hard, and nothing's equitable. Everything is inequity. Yeah. It's just a bad time. Yeah. And, like, all I can control right now is, like, not being another bad thing yeah. in that space. Mm-hmm. So, like, trying to, like, positive, like, be a positive thing yeah. so that I'm not another, ugh. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to do it all the time. But, like, when you regret stuff, that's real. But, like, you got to just continue. You messed up today. You feel guilty about it. But you just got to keep going and continue that. Like, just try not to be another bad thing. And 
do good things. Yeah. So, like, if you're a white person, be an ally. Yeah. If uh, you're everybody else. Yeah, just, you know, surviving. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And love each other. Because that's each what other. we have right now. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, and for the films, um, it's definitely you know, uh, making a future to travel to. Even about time, I really do enjoy it. I think it's fun. I, I'm definitely not dogging, like, white protagonists, like, male protagonists, time traveling. Like, whatever, do you, man? Like, yeah. it's fun. It's a fun time. It's a and it's a, an escape. And that's what that film is for, right? That's <laughs> what it is experience. there for. Yeah. Um, versus something like See You Yesterday. And what it is there for is to inspire action and to, to light that fire under you to, to make a change and it does it in a way that is uh, digestible and like easily accessible for certain audiences because not everyone just jumps straight to like let me watch a documentary about the injustices of our system because you know I'm ready to be sad like no one yeah. wants to do that but if you watch something that's quirky and you know you you see these characters and they're cute and inspiring and, and you love them and then you see these awful things happen to them. You're kind of like, it's almost like you're being tricked into it. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that's a, a, a really fun and easy way to do it. The same thing with like Jordan Peele's Get Out, right? Like it yeah. was, there's funny parts to that and there's like that, you know, discomfort and it's very clearly uh, has that intent to, to change you and to make you see that there's things that you aren't seeing. Um, and I think that's fun. So, that, you know, there's, films do different things, but this is, you know, definitely yeah. top. And in, and in terms of, like, self-care and trauma and, like, yeah. like biologically and scientifically, like, we are prone to burnout in our society that's really overwhelming. So it's, like, you got to do it in doses. You can't save the world tomorrow, but you can watch something one day, give yourself a break. You don't got to fix it right away. We are one human. Mm-hmm. It is none of our individual jobs yeah. to fix everything. What yeah. we need to do is work together to, like, get it together. Mm -hmm. But, like, burnout's real. And if it's, like, overwhelming, like, it's supposed to be. Because yeah. it's, you, Cause, as yeah, a one human, realities, you, yeah. you, it's a lot. So and you got to Also, I think it's, like, it just doses. acknowledging it. Yeah. Right? Like, watching this film and acknowledging that this is real. And, like, even, like, you know, sci-fi, whatever, it is real. And if you acknowledge that, that's already a step in the right yeah. direction. Like, really, that's all it takes. And because then you'll know, okay, it needs to change, right? Uh, but it, you can't make a change if you don't know there needs to be one. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, you know, I, I say, like, looking into those things, um, you know, investigate some Black Lives Matter because they do. And, and we should be supporting things like that. And we should change our system because it's severely flawed. Yeah. And I, I would love to see... A future where there's a, a fun, uh, you know, sci-fi time-traveling film with black protagonists. Uh, and it's fun. And it's goofy. Yeah. And it's, you know, a good time because it doesn't have to be social. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, don't get married. Elate your kids. Yeah. That's really it. I don't have anything yeah. else to add. So <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Love you guys. Love you.